This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 33, I think, maybe 34. I don't know. I've lost count. Anyway, regular listeners of the show will know that I usually speak to my friend Dan the Man. But Dan the Man has a day off today because he is moving to France. So we have a show a little bit different today um, because, you know, Dan and I are not very intelligent. So we normally talk about something stupid like how to be more beautiful. But um, on today's show, I have an intelligent person. Um, his name is Ollie Richards and he is a polyglot which is somebody that speaks several languages. Um, I can't remember how many he speaks. He mentions in the show, but, you know, it's a lot. So Ollie is like a small hero of mine. Um, he has a blog called IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and is someone that actually knows what he's talking about when it comes to languages, not like me. So I contacted Ollie and asked him if he wanted to be on the show and he said yes which made me very happy. So in today's show, you will listen to Ollie and I speaking about, well, Ollie's story, which is very interesting about how he learned the languages, um, his blog, obviously, his podcast. Um, but most importantly, he gives advice about how to move from like B2 level to C1 because that's a very difficult jump to make. He also gives some great websites and apps to use and tells you what you should be doing on a daily basis to reach that C1 level. And I am absolutely sure if you listen to all of the episode, um, you will learn at least one thing that you can start doing today to help you improve. So, you know, that's something a little bit more interesting than listen to Dan the Man and I speak about how to be more positive in life or something else stupid. Um, so I will do the iTunes review of the week alone today because I didn't want to waste Ollie's time with this. So this is from someone called Rich Mac 85 who says, came across this podcast recently and it is an excellent resource for my students. It serves as a great bridge between authentic material and textbook stuff. Great for anyone B1 upwards. Extremely funny and extremely British. So that is a nice review because I imagine Rich Mac 85 is a teacher. So, you know, other teachers like it, apparently. He also uses some rock and roll vocabulary there with um, the phrasal verb at the beginning, came across, which is obviously the past of the phrasal verb to come across, which, which is when you find something by accident. Speaking of rock and roll vocabulary, some... Um, comes up in today's show that has come up in previous shows like stubborn which remember is when you don't change your mind about something um, humble which is when you are like very modest and also the word loop which is when you can repeat a piece of audio like this like this like this so anyway here is the show you'll notice that when I'm speaking to Ollie I probably sound a little bit more nervous than usual. This is because, as I said, he is like a small hero of mine because I have been following him for more than two years. 
Nice present perfect continuous there. I have been following. Action started in the past, still in progress. So some rock and roll grammar to start. So anyway, yeah, I um, sound a little bit more nervous than usual. I say things like, sure, hmm, a lot. I'm not sure why, um, but anyway, I will stop talking now and let you listen to an intelligent person. Have fun. So hello, Ollie, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hey, thanks very much for the uh, the invitation, Martin. Very happy to be here. Oh, well. The pleasure is all mine and of the audience, because as I said in the introduction, Ollie is a man that really knows what he's talking about when it comes to languages. Not like me, who, you know, I just invent things, but um, Ollie really knows what he's talking about. And any intelligent advice I normally give comes from one of Ollie's podcasts. Um, so I generally steal stuff from you, Ollie. I hope that's not a problem. Not a problem. Just be aware that I also make stuff up. So, um, <laughs> you know, as long as you're happy with that. Uh, no problem. Nice phrasal verb there as well, Ollie. Make stuff up, as we've said before, means to like invent something. Um, so, Ollie, tell us how many languages do you speak? This is always a difficult question because there are languages that I've learnt and sort of since forgotten. And then there are other languages that I am currently learning, but I'm not yet fluent in. So it's always mm -hmm. a difficult question, but I've, I've studied 10 languages, um, mm -hmm. which are Spanish, French, uh, Italian, Portuguese, mm -hmm. Japanese, um, Cantonese, uh, Egyptian, Arabic, Thai, and German. I think that's 10. I didn't count. Maybe it's 10 if we include English. Well, um, it, it's and, certainly a lot. We know that. Yeah, it's a lot. And I'm, you know, half of those I'm pretty fluent in the other, and then the other half is a, is a mix of, um, of, okay and really terrible wow um so we'll get into some more specific um advice later but how did you how did you manage to learn all of them did you live in some of those countries in some cases yes but i mean i actually started learning um languages when i was 19 and mm -hmm. i my, my first experience of learning languages on my own was uh, when i went to live in in paris mm. so um there was a like I said, I was 19 years old and my girlfriend at the time, she just split up with me. So she left me and I was really, really, uh, you know, not in a, in a good way. I was pretty sad. And um, I decided to leave London where I was living because I didn't, I just needed to change the uh, my environment. So I got a one-way ticket to, to Paris and uh, I started learning French when I was there. And I somehow I managed to get a job. Some crazy French guy gave me a, a a job so I had to start to use French at work and, and then started to make friends there in Paris and found a, a language exchange partner that was very very uh, helpful and so over the course of about six months or so I became quite fluent in French mm -hmm. and um, that was important because it gave me the confidence to think okay actually I can learn a language if I want to and so after that I went on to study uh, Italian and then um, I moved back to London and in London I learned Spanish and, and Portuguese. Oh, so you learned two languages in London? Spanish yeah, in fact most of, most of my languages I've learned by not, without going to the country hmm. um, and um, you know maybe this is something we could talk about later but you know I've actually found that in most cases going to live in the country is not a good thing uh, for language learning. 
Well, that's certainly good news for many of the listeners that do not live in an English-speaking country. Indeed, like when you go to live in another country, you have to deal with all kinds of things. You have to, you know, you, you spend lots of money. You live in an, in an unfamiliar environment. Your friends aren't there. Uh, your your routine and your lifestyle is completely disrupted. Uh, so it can be really, really hard. And I actually have the most success with languages by creating a good environment for language learning right here uh, where I live. And what that allows me to do is to keep going and to have consistency mm. and just to keep at it over time. So but going back to your original question of well, how did you learn those languages, really it's a case of starting and not stopping. Because the only way you fail to learn a language is by giving up, right? So my strong point is that I'm really stubborn and I just don't give up. And that's eventually, you know, you, you learn. Yes, exactly. That's often what I tell people. They're like, the secret is hard work, really. Um, like spending the time studying and practicing. So, yeah. So really, you have to thank um, this girlfriend that broke up with you for your language journey. Best, <laughs> thing, right? best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Um, okay, so tell us something about your blog, I Will Teach You a Language. Well, I certainly follow it, so I know, but tell um, Rock and Roll English a little bit about it and how you help people to learn languages. Yeah, well, I started writing this blog a few years ago, and it was because... Um, Probably much like you, Martin. You know, I had um, had some experience with uh, with teaching English and teaching languages, and I had learnt some languages myself. And um, I saw some other people online who were who were, who had language blogs and who were very successful. And um, I thought to myself, well, let's why why not me? Like, why can't I do this? Mm. And um, and you know, so I, there was one day I was living in Qatar at the time, which is a small country in the Middle East. Wow! And um, there's nothing to do at the weekends in Qatar, uh, literally nothing. Um, so I, I used to just go and sit in cafes. And so I, I'd um, I decided that I want to start a blog. I'm going to talk about languages. Didn't know anything about blogging or or writing, but I I started this free. WordPress blog and wrote my first article, which was terrible. And I actually remember very clearly sitting there in that cafe in, um, oh, where was it in Doha? It was the, this big road that everybody hates in Doha because they were always doing roadworks. Anyway, I was okay. sat in this, in this Caribou coffee, uh, branch and wrote this first article. Just, I mean, I didn't know how to write. So I just kind of had these ideas that came to me and I put it down in a blog post and pu published it. And, um, it was it, like every blog, it was terrible, you know, because I was very, writing very much like mine, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was writing for me rather than from, for other people. That was the, that was the problem. Sure. And so, um, you know, like with languages, when I learn a language, I start and I keep going. Luckily, I had the same attitude with the blog. So I said, okay, I'm just going to write an article every, every week, one week, one article. Okay. So I just kept publishing stuff and writing my thoughts on languages and what happened was people started to find the blog and they started to leave um comments and i started to get to know um what people wanted to know and what questions they had and so gradually i started to write things that i thought would be more useful for people mm -hmm. and then over you know the, the subsequent two or three years of writing uh i i, I think i got quite good at 
answering people's questions and being helpful with uh with my with my writing and so um so that's how i got started it was you know a very small very small humble beginnings and uh, a lot of hard work and um just trying to be as helpful as possible in the stuff i write about i like it so the moral to this story again is never give up and keep going um okay thanks for that so now um as i mentioned to you ollie a lot of the listeners of rock and roll english are sort of b1 b2 levels but obviously would want to try and make that difficult jump to c1 um so i thought i would use your knowledge to ask you some specific sort of learning techniques that you have or things that you know we could do to be honest very similar to me i'm i would say i'm a strong b2 in italian but i've never made that jump to c1 so what can we do ollie well you've got it's a bit like um many things you have the strategy and then you have the tactics right so the strategy is kind of long term what do you do, what's your vision and what are you doing um to 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 meet your goals the tactics are what do you do every day so how do you when you sit down to study in the morning like i do um what do you actually do and how do you actually study so you study every morning you study languages yeah so i have um, i have a my mornings are very important for me. So, for example, mm. there are two things I do in the morning. I go to the gym and I study languages. So this morning, uh, I woke up at six o'clock. I was in the gym at five past six. Now, that mm. doesn't happen every day. I'll be totally honest. That happens maybe two or three times a week. But I try to go every day. And then, you know. I, I have the same. I actually go to the gym very early as well. But 6.30 for me. Uh, but, yeah. um, like See, say, I say, it, di- it didn't happen today. The bed <laughs> won the battle today. But, yeah. Yeah. Know, so, so I go to the gym first thing. And then I sit down and study Cantonese uh, for an hour. I'm learning Cantonese right now, the language mm-hmm. from Hong Kong. And so today, in fact, I had a lesson. So I went to the gym for half an hour or so. And then I went, walked down to a local cafe. I had an hour-long Cantonese lesson. Mm. And the... um, Oh, right. So you met someone in a cafe for you? Oh, well, no, I had them on. I had my lessons online. Oh, okay. Um, but I go to a cafe because everyone in my house is sleeping. So, uh, so I have to get up. <laughs> okay. And my lesson starts at 8 o'clock. So... Um, on a day that I have a lesson, and then I just had the lesson. But on other days, I um, I will just study myself mm-hmm. for for an hour. So I try to do at least one hour every day because, um, and this is where we get to the kind of strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you on a on a, what I find is that people ask questions like, you know, how do I get from B B two to C one? So how do I get from upper intermediate mm-hmm. to advanced, or how do I go from intermediate to a strong intermediate, and we can talk about that absolutely but if you actually look at the way people study and what they do almost always the problem is not that they are not studying in the most efficient way the problem is that they're not studying at all <laughs> so if you actually look at what people are doing this sounds familiar to me to right be so I mean, maybe like, something like i could ask you martin like so you know you are b2 you want to become c1 in italian how many days a week do you sit down and learn italian in a focused way I mean, in the past, Honestly. I did it a lot, but now, I mean, almost never. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'll, well, now, actually, I've started, I watch like 30 minutes of something every day, and then I read about 10 minutes. So, I mean, you could say 40 minutes, but... Okay, well, that's you know. cool. So, so you know, that, that is something then. So, you're reading for reading for half an hour or listening for half an hour. I mean, that, 
that's great. Although, I mean, the problem with watching stuff on TV is it tends to be quite passive. And so, like, for, for me, I, I, I try to keep language learning as simple as possible. And mm-hmm. I know that, for me, if I'm not 100% engaged in the task of learning, then I won't learn. So if I watch TV, I mean, it's great for exposure and practice, but I need to be actively focusing. And so my... Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, so, so my my kind of minimum level is one hour of focus study um, every day. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you ask most people like, how much study do you do, the answer is, well, maybe once or twice a week or something like that. So the first thing to say is like, you, you have to be working at it every day. Uh, it's a lot harder to go from B2 to C1 than it is to go from A1 to A2, right? Because sure. when you when you first start learning a language, everything you learn is useful, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you, 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 you open the first chapters in your textbook, you learn verbs like to eat, to go, to think, to say, and you can use them immediately. You learn uh, prepositions, so in, on, at. You can use them immediately. But when you get to an advanced level the words that you're learning the vocabulary you're learning you don't see it very often you know you might sure. start learning words like um counteract or or obliterate or uh, i don't know what like you know low frequency vocabulary is what we're talking about here sure. and so really what you need to do is to be is, is to you have to work just as hard if not harder and you need to do it every day and the only way to go from, to, to reach an advanced level in a language is by doing a lot of reading. So as you, sure. as you progress, uh, you know, if you're at a B2 level, you can talk quite comfortably, you know, conversations are no particular problem for you. You can probably understand much of what you hear on the TV. Daily life is no problem for you. Okay. So what you need to do is to immerse yourself in the less common language, less frequent language and so the in order to really get to those high levels, you have to start doing a lot of reading because that's where you get exposure to the best of the language. And when you say reading, though, because I'd like to say I only do about 10 minutes before I go to bed, but I never I never stop. I just continue reading. If there's words I don't know, often I will underline them and then never <laughs> go back to look them up. Um, but do you just read naturally or do you stop, look words up? How do you do it? It's a bit of both. I mean, the, 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 what we're talking about here is extensive reading. Mm-hmm. And extensive reading is when you read for pleasure. And the most important part about extensive reading is that you're not stopping to look up words. You are... Mm, yeah, I agree, yeah. And it becomes aiming... very boring and tedious if you stop every two seconds. And I, I actually tell my students to, you know, keep going um, if you don't see a word. But, yeah, I want to see the sort of specific technique of reading to help improve yeah so i mean the the most important thing is is quantity over quality you know mm-hmm. so you need to be uh, reading a lot of material and and the thing is that if you're reading things that you enjoy and that you're interested in then you will naturally try as hard as you can to understand sure i, I mean it's much like you know if, if you or i were to sit down and, and read a book on um on neuroscience um i know a lot about no- well yeah i mean unless <laughs> unless i've like just picked the wrong topic and you're actually an no, ex-neuroscientist no. but we're not going to understand half of what we read right 
So there's a sure. lot of new vocabulary. But if we're really interested, we will make an effort to read. And then the more you read, the more this new vocabulary starts to come up over and over again. So find stuff that you're interested in reading and read a lot and read every day. Um, that's the real work you have to do. Because without his thing, without that constant exposure to good quality English or whatever language you're learning, there is no way you can become advanced. So you have to have that exposure. Beyond that, I think the the kind of B one B two C one level. This is where you really need to start working with a very good teacher, because a teacher then sure. is going to be able to is going to raise your awareness of the either the mistakes you're making or the ways in which you can improve. So mm-hmm. uh, working with a good teacher shows you the part the area the areas of your language which you need to to work on. So. Um, you know, we can talk about exercises, specific exercises, but it's really not that important because I think that the most important thing is that you're reading a lot of interesting material and then working with someone who can give you feedback on your on your speaking. And if you just do those two things and you do them regularly, you've got 90% of the work um, done. Sure. And so for reading then, again, so you literally wouldn't not stop, like not make any notes, just keep reading? Or so... Would you... So my my friend Alex Rawlings has a, a great rule, which is that if you see a word coming up five times, mm-hmm. then the fifth time you see a new word, then you stop and look it up. Oh, okay. And the reason is because um, the reason is that it's likely to be important for the stuff sure. that you're reading. You know, if a word comes up more <laughs> a few times, it's going to be important. So you may as well look it up. What what I oft- also find is that. But those words that come up, you know, if you're really paying attention, then from the context, you can usually work it out after the fifth time. No, the, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, but but the most important thing is just is you need to try to keep reading. But obviously, you don't want to just have this uh, kind of dogmatic approach of, uh, okay, I'm never going to look anything up because that's not helpful either, right? But it's about being selective. So, what with the words that come up a few times, that's a, a point where you can. Uh, you can look them up but again what I would suggest is much like you do underline them with a pencil get to the end of the chapter and then when you finish the chapter then go back and look them up because you don't want to interrupt the flow because the again the big benefit of extensive reading is the fact that you're reading a lot and not getting swamped in the detail sure okay that is something I will have to do then stop after every chapter instead of at the moment when I just never go back um so what about any sort of website apps that you can recommend for us i'm not a fan of apps and websites um well i mean mm-hmm. what what what's a, I mean, websites are coming in all different shapes and sizes but i mean apps apps in particular what is what most people look for and i'm not a fan of apps and, and the reason is uh there's one very important reason that i'm not a fan of apps which is that language learning for me is all about attention and focus when sure. you're reading a book, you you want to be 100% engaged in that task of reading, understanding the language, becoming immersed in it. Much like when you're having a conversation with somebody, you want to, you know, you want to be 100% engaged with that. Every time, for me, I open an app on my phone or on the computer, my concentration level is just slashed in half or or, or more, right? Um- I completely agree. In fact, this is the reason I was asking you because I still have not found an app which I actually enjoy using. But I thought it was just the apps, but obviously not. No, I mean there are some apps are better than others, and so there are two apps that I use, and I'll I'll tell you what those are. But 
The big exception to this is dictionary apps. I mean, if you, you know, a dictionary app on your phone makes a lot of sense because if you want to look up a sure. word quickly, then, you know, so I, for example, I have the Spanish dict on my app, which is a great Spanish mm-hmm. app. I have the uh, Imiwa, which is a Japanese um, dictionary. So mm-hmm. I have lots of dictionary apps on my phone. I think that doesn't count because that's not really a study. Sure. Not study I, I actually that. quite quite like word reference. That's quite useful. Okay, I use word that reference, yeah. That's yeah. cool as well. So dictionary apps are different. There are only two apps that I use on a daily basis in my learning. And one is called Flashcards Deluxe. And it's a flashcards app. Some people like Anki. Personally, I just find it super confusing. So I use Flashcards Deluxe. And that's for my vocabulary. So when I learn new words, I stick them straight in my flashcards. And so what that is more than anything, more than a flashcard app, for me, what it is is it's like an online notebook so rather than writing stuff in notebooks that then get filed away and never looked at again all new words go into my flashcards apps because then i have them i have them there forever and i can look them up i can look them up at any time so that's number one and number two is an app called speeder speeder app and um that's for Mm -hmm. iphone and there's a similar one called the smart repeat app for android and what that does is that's an it's a it's an audio uh player and it has lots of controls for listening to audio. So you can loop specific sections. You can press oh, one button right. and s- skip back two seconds or five seconds. So people could use that to even listen to this podcast. So they it, Exactly. They listen to the podcast via the app. And then if they want to go back five seconds, they just click a button. Yeah. So what I find is that when I'm listening to audio, like I would often, there would often be a, a difficult section that I want to listen to, like, say, 10 times over. Okay. And so with this app, you literally mark the beginning, you mark the end, and it automatically loops it. Hmm. And and so that's a fantastic tool for, for listening. But what I want to say about these two apps is they are not like what you would typically call language learning apps. It's not They're not apps that are trying... It's, it's not like a Duolingo which is trying to teach you the language. Sure. You know, these, these apps don't say, hey, do this for five minutes a day and you'll be fluent. These two These two apps are ways to enhance things that you're already doing so sure. my my note my paper notebook i still use a paper notebook but it's enhanced with my flashcard app because i've always got it with me in my pocket i already sure. listen to audio on on my phone but listening to it with the, with speeder helps me listen to it in a smarter way hmm. so the apps that i use help me study better rather than replace you sure just like I'm supplements supplements to sort of improve it exactly Okay, very nice. Uh, what about any websites then? Any Certainly for like speaking practice, what can you recommend? Well, I take all my lessons on italki. Um, okay. Uh, because it's just got a fantastic bank of teachers. And uh, so, you know, what more do you want? The lessons tend to be affordable. Um, there are so many teachers that, and the scheduling system is fantastic. So, you know, for example, I have, two Cantonese lessons a week at 8am um, for the next month or so, which is just perfect for me. So the fact that... So you buy, a bl- you buy like a block of lessons. Yeah, so I buy like five or ten lessons at a time and I schedule okay. them all out. And this is a, this is a great um, hack, actually, for people. You know, If you're someone that struggles to get speaking practice, if you don't speak English as much as you should, mm-hmm. then the best thing to do is to go to italki or go to your teacher, whoever whoever that is, buy a package of 10 lessons. And as soon as you bought them, sit down and s- schedule the time for each of the 10 lessons in advance. Because then you've committed yourself to those speaking sessions 
um, sure. for the next few weeks. And once you've committed, you're much more likely to turn up and do it. And so that's something that I do to make sure I get that speaking practice in. Mm, very nice. Um, any other websites you can recommend to maybe to meet some people? So, I mean, th- obviously there are specific languages. So, you know, if you're learning French and you have lots of French websites. The other websites I use when I'm traveling, um, well, I th- actually, I use them in, I use them at home as well. One is called, um, uh, conversationexchange.com. Yeah. That, I actually wrote a blog article on that. Yeah. That's a great website. I've used that many times. Yeah. I've met many of my best language exchange partners there. Mm. Um, so that's conversationexchange.com. The other one is mylanguageexchange.com. Mm. And, um, this is a, this is a, an interesting site because you actually have to pay to send so you can you can search for people but if you want to send a message to them you have to pay hmm. but the thing is it only costs like four or five dollars for a month a one month membership and so what you can do is um you can obviously if you want to do what i did which is join message lots of people <laughs> and then cancel i think um, <laughs> um but the, but the thing is that because you have to pay the people you meet on that site tend to be quite serious sure um, so I found some of the higher quality, uh, or I guess I should say that the the more um, the more enthusiastic and dedicated and serious language exchange partners on on that site as well. So okay. yeah, the, the, so those three websites have been super helpful. Okay, very interesting. Okay, well, thanks very much for your time, Ollie. I don't want to waste any more of your time because I know you are a very busy man, um, but. Good luck for the blog and everything. And where can people find you if they want to know more about you? Well, if you like podcasts, then um, you should listen to my podcast. It's called the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, and you can find it on iTunes. And, well, anywhere you, you where, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find it there. Uh, I also have a website called IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com, and there are lots of um, sort of articles, free courses, things like that, that you can come and and um, and learn more about how to learn languages quickly. Okay, fantastic. I can be I can testify that Ollie's um, podcast is fantastic because I myself am a regular listener. But all of the links that Ollie and I have spoken about today will be on the show notes anyway. Okay, so thanks again for your time, Ollie, and we will speak to you soon. I hope you're very welcome. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that with Ollie giving you some tips. Um, Normally at this point of the show, I talk about the rock and roll vocabulary discussed, but I thought we could talk about the key takeaways from the episode. So when I say takeaways, we use this of like pieces of information you can literally take away with you, like, you know, a takeaway, some food. Um, So the main one, which was to um, actively focus on study every day. Um, That gave me a bit of a kick up the backside, which is an expression we use when someone does something to you to make you stop being lazy. Um, Obviously, Ollie didn't kick me. Um, It's an expression. But his words definitely kicked me and made me realize I actually need to study more. Because I said in the show I do about 40 minutes a day. But then I realized that's my intention. And that probably only happens two or three times a week. Um, Another good piece of advice was Ollie said um, how it's, well, in his opinion, 
better to not go to the country where the language is spoken because you know it's difficult it's expensive ollie for example does his lessons online which is an option available to everyone with the internet obviously he also mentioned how it's much more difficult to go from b2 to c1 so you know don't be discouraged if you find it difficult just keep going um the reading thing and remember he said sort of deep reading um so try to read as much as possible he said quantity over quality is also good um all the links mentioned on the website are on the show notes to this episode so go to rockandrollenglish.com and you will find the links for things like word reference the apps ollie spoke about flashcards anki and also the audio app the smart repeat app um and speeder which remember are very good to listen to things like this podcast and also italki is a place where you can get um lessons um conversation exchange and mylanguageexchange.com are also good places to meet people and remember again to check out Ollie's podcast because he always has some useful tips and really it's a lot better than my podcast anyway Thanks again for listening. Dan the man will be back on Thursday. Maybe that makes you happy or makes you sad. I'm not sure. It certainly doesn't make me happy. Anyway, see you on Thursday and keep on rocking. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com/rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.